0: Knights to the offensive zone, to Donoff between the legs, pass, White Cloud, scores! Two goals for White Cloud!
1: Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show.
2: Works to the middle, he shoots, he scores! What a move from Nidwa! Three to one, Golden
1: Knights! From the Bentley Chevrolet Box Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LBSportsNetwork.com, with your hosts, Darren Millar and Ryan Wallace. Get into it. One-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League coming up. Uh, Got a lot to pass your way at the bottom of the hour. Uh, We'll also get into uh, the catching up with Chapman segment. Can't wait to see what uh, Chapman's prepared on that front. And uh, we'll start off this hour looking back at last night's Shootout victory for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs uh, take the season series uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights, but it's Vegas that claws back and gets a single point uh, out of it. At times, uh, Vegas was the the better team, and I think if you look at it territorially over the course of the game, Vegas was probably uh, had a slight edge over the over the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, when it came to gold chances. Probably fairly uh, even. Uh, by the end of it, and justified by the 4-3 shootout victory. But there, there was a lot of swings in play and and different uh, periods of domination by each side. I don't know whether you can just go on strictly the, the shootout result uh, with your ratings. So let's get into summing up last night.
2: You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper.
1: At the risk of uh, starting off uh, with a... Half an hour review from Chris <laughs> Chapman. I'm going to start with our esteemed operator, but I'm going to put a time limit on you. All right, you can only go back and forth twice. All right, <laughs> that's not a time limit. Yeah, that's, give them two or minutes a, or less. Okay, a stipulation. Okay, you can only go back and forth. Well,
2: that's twice. That, don't worry about it. Uh, that, that's probably not going to happen.
1: I thought, I thought they played a good game.
2: It was. Uh, Obviously, not the result they wanted. And there's one. What do you mean that one? there's one? <laughs> they played a great game, and not the result they wanted. That doesn't necessarily. There's, saying, there's saying, saying it's not the result they wanted doesn't there's, take away from the fact one. that they played now a great, continues. good game. Chapman, right.
0: Chapman, Chapman, Chapman. What, what, Darren's, is, what he's saying is that you can't use "but" more than twice.
2: Okay. So, like you can't
0: say they played a good game, but they didn't get the result. Okay, but you just can't do that more can't than twice. Flip-flop. Okay. So you've already you've they, already used one.
2: They they gave up 7 shots from the end of the second or from the end of the first period on. They were outshot I think 11 to 8 in that first period and from that point forward, they only gave up 7 shots the re- remainder of the game. That's pretty damn good. I thought Robin Leonard played good. I thought the goals that that Toronto scored, especially the McKayev one was kind of fluky. Um Wayne Simmons just rips it and it bounces off the boards, and McKayev happens to be right there to corral the rebound and put it in. I thought the, the the power play was good. You got a couple of power play goals. The five on three goal, Petrangelo, uh, William Carlson scored. Keegan Collisar's first ever power play point. It was a good game. It's not a Carolina Reaper though. It is a Ghost Pepper. It's a four out of five. The oh, game. It's a game. I, I I thought they. It's a game that they very easily could have won. They just didn't. They outplayed Toronto. They were the better team. They just didn't win the game.
1: Ryan.
0: Okay. Uh, Not to rain on your parade, Chapman, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs had nine shots in the second, third and overtime period. So uh, nine official shots for Toronto instead of the seven, but the point remains, they had nine shots in the first period, nine shots, the remainder of the way, uh, you know, I look at this game as one where y- you leave it feeling pretty good based on the first meeting against Toronto where it wasn't particularly close at all for the Vegas Golden Knights. You come back in this one, you show a lot of character. You're missing some guys from the lineup. You mentioned Chapman that Keegan Colasar gets his first career playoff go- or uh, power play goal uh, in the NHL. That's kind of a massive moment, the the. the gigantic night from Alex Petrangelo. The ability to handle those momentum swings with, within the course of the game and still find a way uh, to, to get back and 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 get a point out of this one. And and of course, Robin Leonard, I thought, played a really, really strong game. A couple of big-time saves. If not for those saves, you don't get a point out of this one. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a ghost pepper. It's a four out of five. It, it's not a Carolina Reaper by any stretch, but it is a solid game that given the circumstance, you understand why the golden Knights uh, probably deserved more than just the one point in this one.
1: Well, first congratulations to Chapman who put a lot of work into that and was offering up his evaluation (laughs) while thinking his butt off, trying not to throw in a butt and, and he did succeed and you deserve stick taps because that was well done. That was impressive. Chapman, uh, like, uh, I give you uh, a lot of credit there. So a couple of ghost peppers, four out of fives, uh, from Chapman and Wallace, who completely missed the boat on the day. Oh, no. I don't know how what? you go four out of five for the Vegas Golden Knights, who fall uh, three uh, in, in a shootout, 4-3, uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. They were undermanned. They didn't know who they were going to have in the in the lineup when oh. the test results Wait. started coming back. Then they placed Wait. the three players in let me finish in the COVID protocol, and they have to go with a shorthanded lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. Their bottom six is is thrown into turmoil. Uh, Daniil Miramanov comes up, uh, so you're you're going with uh, different pairings on the back on on the, on the back end, and they still managed to rally to pick up a yep. point against the high-flying Toronto Maple Leafs. And that can I that that is no nope. that, Here here it is. <sighs> that isn't even what swings the vote. As impressive okay. as a gut check was uh, for the for the Vegas Golden Knights to go out there and grind <laughs> out a single point. <laughs> uh, you guys completely bypassed the biggest moment of the Vegas Golden Knights' performance yesterday, and that mm. was the arrival of Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel at the morning skate yesterday, suiting up in pads, taking part in the practice, and then going out on a short-staffed situation against one of the top offenses in the National Hockey League and being able to pick up a single point. That's a Carolina mm-hmm. Reaper kind of day, and I'm disappointed at the on. and the fact that the blinders were on you guys, and you you failed to take that into account, and there should be some kind of fine <clears throat> or punishment okay. or, or discipline in place mm. for both Chris Chapman yeah. and Ryan Wallace. Hey, hoser. Your... Are you done? Thank you. Are you done? I said thank you. Are you... Okay, he said, "Good rating. day, sir." Um, that's what we do in Canada. We <laughs> said, "Thank you."
0: Hey, hey, Darren. Uh, what what's the name of this segment?
1: The re- ratings, the official game rating. Yeah, yeah, what?
0: Yeah, the game, the game rating, the official yeah. game rating. Uh, did Jack Eichel play in the game last
1: night? There was a vibe. There was a there no, was no, no, a no. sense. Did,
0: <laughs> did, did Jack Eichel physically step on the ice at T-Mobile Arena last night in the game for the Vegas Golden Knights?
1: Man, he wanted to. He wanted to. He wanted to. No, I, I
0: understand that he wanted to. I thought it, it was, was the, the the, one of the better parts of, of, the, of the press conference. But the question, and it's a very, very simple, I'll ask it again. Yeah. Maybe this time I'll get an answer. <laughs> did Jack I, know, I, I answered it step on the ice at T-Mobile Arena last night and play in the game for the Vegas Golden Knights. He did not. Okay. So, I understand that you are glass half full to glass overflowing in every situation, <laughs> and I'm not even mad at you about it. It at is what it consistent. is. It's just who you are. Yeah. At least you're consistent. Person. Like at least you're in that at least you're in that wheelhouse. However, you can't just open it up to the rating of the day. Because, yeah, you, you want to take the whole day into account for the Vegas Golden Knights, Jack Eichel getting on the ice. That's a Carolina Reaper through and through for sure. But, Darren, you have to be honest here. You have to keep the the, the, the entire integrity of our VGK game Don't bring ratings. integrity
1: into this show.
0: I'm bringing integrity into this. Come oh, he on, brought it. You cannot attach Jack Eichel get, getting through a morning skate with Vegas and put that onto the game and say that's why it's a Carolina Reaper. You, you just know what can't this, do that. You that's that sounds like. Grounds for throwing out your vote. You know what this sounds throwing like? Throwing out your rating. This Ooh.
1: sounds like sour grapes. I don't think they're no, selling no, great Chapman it's not that. No, and no. Wallace for not thinking about it, for bypassing the biggest part, uh, arguably the biggest mm-hmm. part of the season, the biggest step of the season in, in having Jack Eichel on the ice uh, and in equipment and taking part in practice. And you guys are disappointed that you didn't think of it. No, and, no. Now, and now you're no, trying that, to to, to rally back and, and save yourself from from. A big miss. Now, uh, you, it was only Thank a four on. and a five. You guys went ghost pepper. It was a four and a five, so mm-hmm. you didn't yeah, absolutely boot it around. But yep. I, I think that there's some uh, some moments here where you both have to take tonight, individually, <laughs> go to the washroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not Walk happening. the door yeah, no.
1: and look in the mirror I think and say... Did I give my best during the official game rating segment today? I feel very... And I think the answer coming back from both of you will be, no, I missed it. I
2: feel very confident that that I absolutely gave a a very good analysis and my... You you know what, Chapman? My ghost pepper is justified. Yes.
0: Chapman, listen, you and I are the only two that did a game rating. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's that's it. Darren, he, he I think you have to take Michael a moment rating. and go to the washroom, as you call it in Canada, <laughs> and and look in the mirror. Have have a little bit of time with yourself in the front of the accountability mirror. Shout out David Goggins. And just take a moment, Darren, to recognize that you didn't do the task at hand. You you spat in the face of the game rating yeah. by opening it up to the entire day.
1: The pepper guy is very, very upset with you. You wait you wait until I have a good solid Drive in without any traffic. How that's going to affect my game rating? Oh, I just haven't had that. Uh, that or I get a free coffee at the drive-through. Oh, I'm Damn. sure.
0: I'm sure some of your some of your Carolina Reapers have been just because <laughs> you you were able to see a flower on the side of the road. Walking uh, they they, into they the lost arena. seven nothing,
1: but there's,
2: they uh, they get the Carolina Reapers. There's,
1: yeah. there's not there's not many. What kind of voice for that? that? I was, don't know. Uh, That was good. You should uh, <laughs> <you> do <should make laughs> cartoons <laughs> over there. That was, that was, that Com- that was coming solid. from
2: the guy with the Scooby-Doo hat on right now. I. No, I, that's I, what I mean. Yeah, that, I, I, I'm like giving that, you, yeah. I'm giving, you a,
1: I, I'm giving I you a compliment. I know it doesn't know, happen a lot.
2: I know no no, it's been happening a lot more recently. In fact, it just happened hey, a few Chapman, minutes ago.
0: Yes. Chapman, you and I have to vote on this. Since Darren didn't actually do a game rating, are we throwing out his rating?
2: As of uh, official uh, conference, yes we are. The the Russian <laughs> judge okay, has decided great. that uh, your your vote has been thrown out. Well, You could take, take that up with the International Pepper Committee.
1: I, I will do. There's that, though. I will file the... Uh, the. Uh, oh, he, he, can I also just uh, go back in, in time into something that's totally unrelated to this? Yeah. Mike, if you're listening, and you may not be after that because I know you're a big supporter of mine and you're, you're disappointed and you're, you might be just uh, offering your own little silent protest by turning off the show. Yep. But Mike, yep. uh, Mike phoned a couple of weeks ago and during the Monday segment, and this is this is the great uh, positiveness about what we do every Monday, is the first half hour of the show is turned over to the listeners. And you can phone up about anything you want. Uh, do you want to talk about peppers? Do you want to talk about the game? You can talk about uh, uh, the scoreboard. That's what Mike did. Mike phoned up and wanted to know why, when he watches the games on AT&T Sportsnet, there's not a shot clock mm-hmm. on it. Well, last night, guess what appeared? A shot clock. Mm. Wow. And, and I can say it wasn't exactly because of uh, Mike's call, but it raised sure. the conversation. And last night during the course of the broadcast, and I saw a bunch of tweets about it and some references to Mike. Uh, to making that call. Mike, I'm happy for nice. you. You got it. Uh, it it's, it's done. Uh, it'll make it easier to, to watch the game because I like it too. Uh, and uh, tomorrow or Friday, I don't know whether it's going to be, which day it's going to be, but uh, Tavis Strand is our producer for the at and broadcast. I invited him on the show to just talk about uh, uh, different uh, production uh, techniques or uh, things that you like, things that you don't like uh, what you'd like to uh, uh, see in, in the future and maybe we can have a, a conversation and just what goes into a, a TV production mm-hmm. We have John Shannon on all, all the time uh, from from Iconite in Canada but uh, this is this is your your producer uh, for Vegas Golden Knights television game. So if on, on Twitter Ryan the hockey guy or, or at Darren Millard, or Magnum 702, send us uh send us your your comments uh what you'd like us to talk to uh, to Tavis about uh, because he listens he he listens to the program and last night had the shots on goal uh count on the on the scoreboard bug so I, I think that's uh that's a great bit of example of synergy between the BGK fans and and what we're doing on the on the television side
2: that is very cool that is very very cool
1: yeah yeah that's awesome um
0: and and honestly, like Mike, well done because you, you you took your shot, right? Like, and I think that's kind of the most important thing is you have an avenue every single week on a Monday to call us and tell us what it is you want to see if there's anything different uh, in in or just your opinions on the Golden Knights and that impacted and affected change. So well done on that regard, Mike. And I was just trying to figure out if at the end of that. That entire uh, uh, monologue there, Darren, if you were going to pull that into, and that is why the Golden Knights got a Carolina Reaper last night.
1: No, no. That was okay. totally independent mm. uh, in Mike's, yeah. Mike's performance. Uh, I on think things. what he's saying why is the... Tavis gets a Carolina Reaper. Tavis, for sure. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Because there's, cer- there's certain 100%. things you can do and can't do, and sometimes uh, on some of these clocks, they it looks very... Uh, advanced and computerized, but sometimes you have to update them manually as it goes. There's not a program behind the scenes that that does it. So we'll uh, we'll bring Tavis on in the next couple of days, and we'll just have a little bit of a, a roundtable uh, about the, uh, the the Vegas Golden Knights. We're we're about halfway through the season, and uh-huh. is there anything outside of injury that you guys can say and go that that's been incredible or that? that needs to be worked on or are, are we still at a point where it's difficult to evaluate this team i i think that's kind of where i'm at right
0: now is is like y- you're going through where the golden knights are and and you like where they're at in the standings right like you like that they're at the top of the pacific division they're 39 games in but the fact of the matter is I don't think you, you have a real sense, like you have ideas, you have thoughts about what this team might be when they're at full health, but what does that even look like? And and that's been the biggest question for me is, you know, the concerns that I have about the, the quality of chances that the Golden Knights are giving up, well, it's easy to explain that away when you look at the fact, especially last night, you're playing with, without Shea Theodore, you're playing without Nick Hague, you're playing without Alec Martinez. Like you're playing without players that ordinarily would be in the lineup and, and would be uh, really tasked with, with clamping things down defensively. And, and so for me, like it, the, the concerns that I would have on, about this golden Knights team, um, you know penalty kill and and it, the dip that it took in December. Well, it's again not surprising that that was uh, that's a large period of time you're playing without Alec Martinez and without Mark Stone, two of your best penalty killers on the team. So I, I think right now it's just kind of hard to evaluate where I think this Golden Knights team is in the process because I just don't know
1: what this team looks like when they're healthy. Normally, when you have uh, this many individual elements. As opposed to team uh, evaluations, it's a bad team. That that's just the the history of the game. If you're going to look at a team and you're going to pick out A, B, C, D have been great, uh, mm-hmm. you're you, the team's usually uh, out of a playoff position or just knocking on the door or or not having a great season. That it's it's very different here. Vegas has had a good season. Vegas is arguably overachieved this season but it's still yeah. very difficult to evaluate it at any type of team performance the individual elements are there Evgeny Dodonov really uh illuminating especially in the last month and a half I think he's come to his own Max Pacioretty uh, had uh, had a career high run uh for himself uh, you look at um, uh, Alex Petrangelo is is so on point, uh, whether he's producing uh, stats or not. Like, he's just been that, that horseback there. Zach Whitecloud with five bulls. All these individual elements are in and around there, the guys that have been called up. But you, you can't really say – Chandler Stevenson. Again, I, I keep pulling these out. Mm-hmm. But you don't say the money line because the money line really only had eight games, nine games together. Uh, yeah. You can't go the third line because the third line has had 15 games together and it has been shuffled around. What is the fourth line? We like the fourth line, but Nolan Patrick has missed 80% of the season and he's yeah. expected to be part of that. The defensive pairings have been all jumbled up. We've seen good things, but there's nothing that we can say about the team. And I, I think you can give this club a really good rating. But you can't give this club any rating when it comes to team performance. It all has Mm -hmm. to be on individual elements.
2: You know, I was going to say something that I I am very surprised, and I would say pleasantly surprised, is the organizational depth. Because I think when we look at the Henderson Silver Knights, we don't see a lot of first-round draft picks. Because the team has gotten better by trading away a lot of their first-round draft picks. Nick Hague. He's the guy who who has kind of been that high draft pick by by the team. I mean, obviously there's guys in the team who were high draft picks, but not by this team. Nick Hague's really the only guy that they drafted really high who has come in and and, and done a good job. But you look at the guys that have come up from Henderson; none of them were were first round draft picks. You've got guys like Rombiere, uh Miro Manoff was was not a draft pick, right? He was a guy who um, I don't even know where they where they got him from. But
1: you're talking about organizational depth. Depth. That's 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 an element. Yeah, yeah. But but it's not, the fact it's not that, a team rating. That's that's just well, one one part of the. It,
2: it is an element, but I I think that that speaks more to the fact that I think sometimes we're like, oh my god, I can't believe they traded that guy away. Oh my god, but they know what they're doing. Yeah. The front office knows what they have in the pipe a lot more than than myself and, and the fans. And, you know, I think sometimes we're like, oh, my God, they traded away Nick Suzuki. But you have other guys, even even a guy like White Cloud, he wasn't drafted at all. He was a free agent signing. And he stepped in and, and I mean, not just this year, but going back but can to you last year.
1: Can you give this team an honest-to-goodness Rating right now? No, I, I right. I, I
2: can't because it, you can give, it speaks you can give to
1: organizational depth and a plus. Absolutely, yeah, for,
2: for sure. But overall, it speaks to what I what I had mentioned when we were talking about the frustration. Even on my end, it's frustrating because we have not been able to see this team fully healthy. You mentioned the money line, only eight nine games together. When they are fully healthy, it's one of the best lines in hockey, and we haven't seen them for. What, 20%, or I'm sorry, 80% of the season they haven't been able to play together?
1: Right. So you look at, at teams that are um, battling for a playoff spot or just out. L.A., Drew Dowdy, he's been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, Jonathan Quick has had a bounce back year. Uh, you can say uh, Philip Deneau has had an impact. And they've they've been okay. But there's been there's different elements where you can pick out that have been really good, but on a whole, it it hasn't been overwhelming success. Well, like I I think that's what that this you can't give a a rating of of overwhelming success to this team because we don't know what the heck this team is.
2: No, but I'm with you when you say they've overachieved. I, I, I'm totally on board with that, that they've overachieved. Because yeah. you, you, you take, I mean, you look at any team around the league and you take maybe two of two of their three best players off the ice for as much time as Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty have missed or as much time as William Carlson missed, they're, they're not going to be in the position that the Golden Knights are in. Very few teams have that. Maybe Tampa has the capabilities to sustain it, but there's not a lot of teams that would be in the same situation that the Golden Knights are in right now going through what this team has gone through.
0: Yeah, I mean to your point, Chapman, the Tampa Bay Lightning are probably the
1: only other team in the league that can kind of I mean uh, maybe Colorado. Now, yeah, Colorado's been decimated by between injuries and COVID.
0: Sure, and, and as far as Tampa goes, like you're missing Point and Kucherov for big chunks in this season, and yet you have Andre Vasilevsky, and he's the safety valve. He's the guy that can kind of get you through those stretches. And you know, as far as Colorado goes, you've you've got you know a three headed monster up front, and you've got Kale McCarr, who's in my opinion the the most dynamic offense defenseman in the league. Um, you're you're gonna have points in time, but you know, if if you were to take Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen out of the lineup and, and you were you were going to take um you know Nazem Kadri out of the lineup that would be kind of the impact of what the Golden Knights played through earlier on this year without Stone without Patch Ready without William Carlson and, and in that situation it, you know part of what went right this year for Colorado is that Nazem Kadri was in the lineup and he was able to to keep that team moving in the right direction um The amount of injuries the Golden Knights have gone through this year, it's just astronomical to me. But to to Darren's larger point, uh, you can't evaluate this Golden Knights team as a team. You can't evaluate how they collectively defend as a unit. You can't highlight or say or give a grade on how well their forwards have been performing all year long or how dialed in they are their details because it's been a different lineup nearly every single night and there's been next to no continuity in this lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights and yet despite it all they're winning hockey games so uh, you you look at it and you say there there's a big unknown as to what this team is and what they can accomplish when they're fully healthy because we haven't seen it and I don't know that we are going to see it uh, for the next uh, what, month or two? And and that's really an interesting thing when it comes to this Golden Knights
1: team. One final note. Uh, Pete DeBoer and his coaching staff have done more coaching this year than they have in the last, like, three years. They've coached three years' worth of games uh, this year it beca- because of all the different uh, players coming in. And, and that should be an element of... That's also acknowledged. When we come back, it's uh, one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League as uh, there's been a little bit more history in the Montreal-Boston rivalry that just occurred. And it's pretty funny. Tell you about it next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores! It's time for One-Timers.
0: One-Timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo.
2: Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
1: One-Timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law Firm. More lawyer, less fee. Paul Powell Law Firm. More lawyer, less fee. Let's get into it. Tuka Rask is backing up tonight for the Boston Bruins as they host the Montreal Canadiens. And it's been a uh, a heavily favored game uh, for the Boston Bruins. Tuka Rask returns from injury, is making his first appearance in a game, and he's been upstaged by his good buddy Brad Marchand, who scores the hat trick. Uh, That's not the impressive part. Hats rained down. Among the hats that came down at the TD Garden was a big, floppy, pink hat. That was looked like it was a worn-out cowboy hat. Would that be fair, Chapman, my evaluation? Yeah, it was uh half cowboy hat, half floppy hat.
2: Yeah, but it was like pink, sparkly, yeah, it was like awesome. bedazzled. Yeah.
1: So there's all these hats on the ice after Marchand scores his third goal. And what's he do? He skates over, grabs the pink hat, takes over the bench. Watch for it. Chapman's called it. That Brad Marchant will do his post-game Zoom media availability. With the pink cowboy hat on his head. Uh, it was just, uh, I love the personality of it, going out and grabbing one of his own uh, hat trick hats that comes down. The Boston Bruins uh, have quietly produced points. They're one of the clubs that has games in hand right now, and they're certainly making uh, hay right now against the Montreal Canadiens as, as that game's 4 1. Uh, we do have uh, Jake Allen going to the bench. I don't know whether he was pulled or he got hurt, but uh, Sam Montembeau is in, uh, but it's another goaltender being hurt. That's uh, the story from Montreal and Boston. We talked yesterday about the e-bug alert with the Buffalo Sabres because Ukopakalukunen had been knocked out of the game for the Buffalo Sabres, and then in came Malcolm Suban who got run over. He finished the game, but mm-hmm. today was placed on uh, injury reserve. He is out month to month. The Buffalo yeah. Sabres right now have four goaltenders out of the lineup. So what have they done? They've signed Michael Hauser to a one-year contract uh, for $750,000. He played for them part of last year. He's been in the American Hockey League this year. Uh, but Michael Hauser is in their fifth-string goaltender. They will be playing their fifth and sixth-string goaltenders for the next little bit, because all of these injuries to the other four, including Craig Anderson and Dustin Tukarski, uh they're all week to week at best.
0: Yeah, not ideal for the Buffalo Sabres going into uh, in, into the second half of the season. Um, you know, all, all you're sitting there thinking about, hoping for, is that uh, Ukopek Lukonen can get back uh, relatively soon as you mentioned it's week to week though it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case um, and as far as Malcolm Subban goes uh, y- you know that he, he gritted it out he he found a way to finish that game and um, it's pretty astounding to me that uh, he was able to finish a game with, with an injury uh, sustained in that game uh, that's going to keep him out month to month. That just seems crazy to me.
1: May affect his tribute at T-Mobile Arena on February 1st, <laughs> if he's not in the lineup. Still on the video, huh? Kirill Kaprizov expected to play for the Minnesota Wild against the Anaheim Ducks on Friday. Uh, he practiced today for the first time since he sustained that upper body injury in a hit by Trent Frederick. Uh, and Dean Everson said he looked good, so good news for Kirill the Thrill. Yeah, I'm with you. Like The NHL is a, a,
0: a fun place when Kirill Kaprizov is playing hockey, so uh, the sooner he can get back
1: into the lineup, the better. Congratulations, getting Malkin. Scored last night. Yep. Pittsburgh Penguins. Look out for them. Stop it. Hot Stop streak? It. I don't want to hear it. Hot streak or something yeah. happening with the Pittsburgh Penguins?
0: Okay, so full disclosure on play of the day. Um, I... And, and this is going to sound ridiculous because I, I do pregame, intermission, and postgame. But uh, for a moment in time while I was doing the show notes today, I forgot that there was a Golden Knights game last night and mm-hmm. that you know Alex Petrangelo had that big goal. So for a moment in time, brief as it was, the play of the day was Evgeny Malkin's absolute blast from the point that Sidney Crosby had to physically jump over in front of the net. That's, that, that's just heart. such a... That's, that's such a cool view of the puck going in and the athleticism of Sidney Crosby. Uh, okay, on the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, yeah, I, I don't want to admit this. I don't want to say that uh, I shouldn't have bet against Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins, but um, I shouldn't have bet against Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. It sucks. It sucks to be wrong in this situation, and they are they were on a hot streak for sure, but this is a team that's going to be able to find their way into the playoffs, and that pains me to say.
1: There is six teams. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams with single digits in the regulation loss column. Pittsburgh's one of them. Yeah. Really, really impressive what uh, Mike Sullivan and, and company have been done because they're 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 really up against the cap. They don't have a lot of wiggle room. Their president of hockey operations has come out and basically said they, they can't do much and they won't do much because it's time to start uh, looking towards the future. Still thinks they can be competitive, but yeah, and, and they've done it without Malkin and it's it's good good for them because that, I didn't see them being, saw them challenging for a playoff spot, but not being in the up because the Eastern Conference is really a have and have not. It The, the top eight there, is virtually done already uh, at yeah. halfway through the season. And then you're going to jockey for position. But Pittsburgh is firmly in in the half uh, portion uh, of, of what's happened there. So I, I mentioned earlier about the Florida Panthers. I'm not going to get too deep into this um, because uh, there's some sensitive subject matter to it. And I want to be uh, uh, very uh, respectful of everybody that, that's listening, especially if you have uh, have children. But there was a, a video that surfaced last night of, of a rapper, Kodak. Uh, uh, Kodak Black was there, and uh, he apparently was, was having uh, some types of uh, relations. That was the insinuation uh, in, mm-hmm. in a private suite at a Florida Panther game last night. And it went out there. Like, it, it, after, off every social media platform, it was there. Uh, last night. It's one of the reasons why I don't look at my phone a lot during during the games, because I don't want to get distracted by all this stuff uh, that's happening. Anyway, there's the, was he having relations where they're just uh, uh, playing around with this uh, this young woman. It got to the point, and this is why I feel like I can actually talk about this on, on the VGK Insider Show. Yep. Sunrise Police got involved. And they say that uh, the rapper Kodak Black was not having relations with the, uh, the woman in the video at the Florida Panthers game. He said, the police say that they were being young and they were having fun. So, there you go. Uh, I,
0: I've never been young and, and I've never had fun, so I'm, I'm not sure I understand, but okay. <laughs>
1: uh, it was uh, <laughs> I, I give people credit with the, with the videos, because one video was like from right across the rink and yeah. it, it showed this this suite with all these middle-aged men in suits being very right serious next
0: to roberto luongo yeah
1: and and then right beside them in the suite was this uh these actions and then it yeah. was going it was going back and forth uh the contradiction uh, between the two so that's the uh, that's the 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 book closed on that situation when it comes to uh the happenings in florida as for the Panthers themselves, yeah, and nobody's talking about them except yeah, for no. Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. And what happened? And the Florida Panthers deserve a little, a little bit more publicity than than, more. What, than, than what they're getting right now. I don't know how they do you go about doing that, but uh, they've pasted the Vancouver Canucks last night, one of the hottest teams in the NHL. Uh, and they did so with only uh, uh, part of their uh, lineup really playing up to, to form, and they're challenging for for uh, a division lead and, and a division title right now. Uh, so it's it's unfortunate that they got all the publicity from the viral video when uh, everything that they've done under the, on the ice has kind of flown under the radar.
0: Yeah, I think that you know you asked like how how do you. You know how do you kind of build it so that uh, it's not viral videos that trend for the Florida Panthers, but it's the the team play on the ice. And I think the only way that it's going to happen is um, for the Florida Panthers to win a playoff series. Like it's been a long time, and it, it, it's nice that the team is good and that they are better and that they are kind of the the, the team we expected and hoped that they would be this year. Uh, another playoff series with the Tampa Bay Lightning, I think, would go a long way. Uh, to legitimizing them too, but uh, all it's all going to come down to whether or not the Panthers can win a game, uh, can win a series in the playoffs, and and go on a bit of a run. That's what they're going to need in order to make them the story, the focal point in Florida.
2: They're not a like I don't look that far ahead in the schedule, so I don't know when they come to Vegas. But they're a, they're one of the teams that I, I was looking forward to at the beginning of the season. Ryan knows I'm I'm a huge fan of Sasha Barkov, but they've got a lot of really good players too. Like I I, I like. Ekblad. I like Hornquist and Huberdo. They're they're all good players. They're a fun team and I'm, I'm that's one of the teams that when they come to T Mobile, I will be very excited for that game just because they have so many good, young, exciting
1: players. March seventeenth. Oh, Saint Patrick's
2: Day. Yeah. Saint Patrick.
1: Is Saint Patrick's Day the seventeenth of March yeah. again this year?
2: I believe it's the seventeenth of March every year, oh. Darren. <laughs> oh Saint Patrick Hornquist Day.
1: Uh, that's uh that's what I love, uh, asking those uh those questions. Uh can I ask one final question uh, that relates to the video? Mm-hmm. Now, it's not going to get you guys fired. Don't worry. No, no. Notice notice.
2: I've kept my mic off the entire time you're talking yeah. about this video. And that's
1: just because you don't trust yourself. I don't have a choice in the matter, Chris. <laughs> my mic is perpetually open. Now, it, it got a lot of publicity, the video. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're the Florida Panthers, do you have them drop the ceremonial puck at some point? Do you like no do you no double down on it no okay just thought I'd ask because some some teams would some people would mm-hmm. and this might be uh one of those occasions we'll 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 keep an uh, an eye on it um what else is ha- is happening in and around the uh the national hockey league oh the uh, the edmonton oilers voicing some frustration about the adverse media attention that they're receiving fair or not uh, um
0: i mean no i don't think so like this this is a team that's expected to do some some damage like you have two of the the top 3 offensive players in the game in their prime, um, I'm sorry, you're you're open to scrutiny, especially in a in a hockey market like Edmonton. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think that uh, they got to hang in there and and take it in this situation.
1: All right, uh, that that would just want because that tied into our conversation with Brian Lawton uh, earlier, just uh, discussing what's happening in Edmonton. Those are your one timers, uh, brought to you by Paul Powell Law Firm. More lawyer less fee. We'll be back with catching up with Chapman next.
2: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman.
1: Oh, Christopher.
2: Hi, Darren. Uh, I know we, we may have mentioned it, but uh, I will reiterate that the golden Knights will not practice tomorrow. So I know uh, some people, Mike specifically would yes. like to know ahead of time so Mike uh, the team is off tomorrow and uh no media availability as well so uh we won't uh we won't have a chance to talk to the guys until uh Friday but uh yeah so so no uh no practice tomorrow I don't when
1: you ask a question to Pete and yes. they Garrett Calloway introduces you uh Chris Chapman uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas and Pete says hi Chris do you think he actually knows who you are or is he just going off name i think i think
2: he does know who i am because i feel like i have a very distinct look
1: (laughs) now if they said okay it's the shaggy bearded guy (laughs) christopher asking the question i could get that but on the zoom calls so you think he actually knows i he can compare he can put chris chapman fox sports las vegas and the shaggy beard guy go. Oh, that's the shaggy beard I, guy. I th-
2: I think Pete is a, is a is a very analytical guy, and a, I think he's a very intelligent guy, and I think he probably does. I think he. I would go as far to say as I think he knows a majority of us.
0: Hmm. Um, I I like how humble you are in saying. Uh, I think I have a pretty unique look. Distinct, <laughs> distinct. You, you yes. do have a distinct yeah, okay. look, yes, and a distinct, distinct smell you too. You are so. you are the most distinctive media member. In las vegas purple suede jackets
1: kangle hats Period. yeah
2: i mean that's that's how i roll yeah.
1: should i send pete a note and say do you know who chris chapman i is? think
2: you should i i now i'm curious to know the answer because i it i despite not showing it i kind of have an ego and i think it'd be kind of <laughs> cool to know that that no hey, no he knows we who know I it's am. there okay yeah you <laughs> show
1: it once he
2: doesn't i would be crushed
1: no when, no. when you do ask questions on the wouldn't. postgame, yeah. Darren Elliott will go. Is that your guy? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's my guy. <laughs> but he likes
2: my questions though.
1: Darren Elliott? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, he spells his Darren wrong. How about that?
1: Exactly. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Uh, thanks to Brian Lawton for joining us, and thanks to you for uh, weeding through a sensitive subject. There, we'll chat with you tomorrow on Fox Sports Las Vegas.